0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Airport spike. 260 workers and their contacts have tested positive for COVID-19 at one of the nation's busiest airports.
2: And
3: girls night out. It's all good, baby, man. Now, 23 people at the bar have COVID-19. Within a few
2: days, um, all of us were, f- were showing some, some symptoms. Then, imagine getting this hospital bill after recovering from COVID-19, $1.1 million. It's 181 pages long. The irony would be if you survived
4: COVID and then had a heart attack when you saw the bill.
2: <laughs> and. Who are the Boogaloos? Looking good, boys. The secret movement. Are they a genuine menace in Hawaiian shirts? And why do they idolize this nut? There is an
4: out-of-control bulldozer.
2: Plus, President Trump versus his niece. His reported threat to sue her over her tell-all book. Then, Aunt Jemima (laughs) erased.
5: The nation's iconic pancake brand. Gone forever?
2: And Lori Daybell. And the mystery of her ex-husband's death. Wait till you hear what she says about the woman suspected in the deaths of her two kids.
5: She wasn't going to let anything stand in her way. Plus,
2: lawn and order. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
3: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A stunning announcement from the governor of Florida. A very large number of workers at Orlando Airport have tested positive for COVID-19. The news coming just weeks before Walt Disney World reopens and the NBA might start playing caused alarm. But it turns out the governor is referring to a total number of cases that dates back to March. 260
1: people who worked at or had contact with workers at Orlando International Airport have reportedly tested positive for COVID-19 since March. Orlando International is the 10th busiest airport in the nation. Tourists fly in and out of there from all over the world to visit the area's theme parks like Disney World and Universal Studios. And Governor Central Ron Florida DeSantis was grim-faced uh, as he broke cases. the news. They did the contact tracing.
4: They looked over almost 500 workers, 260 people working close together, positive 52% positivity rate on that one.
1: Jacksonville, Florida is also seeing an alarming outbreak. Everybody got sick. Everybody, every one of us. 16 friends contracted COVID 19 after a night out out at this Irish pub. Dara Sweat says she and her friends hit the town to celebrate a friend's birthday and the end of the lockdown.
5: Were you social distancing? Were you wearing masks and gloves? Uh, were other patrons, were employees?
2: Not at this establishment, no. Um, we were not, um, the, none of the staff members were.
1: Vic Micalucci is a reporter with TV station WJXT. You know, they had been quarantining, they had been isolating, they'd been doing everything right for two months. And this was the first time they went out to celebrate because the governor said, hey, we're back open for business. It's okay to go out as long as you're careful. And now a lot of them say they regret that and they feel that it was a terrible mistake.
4: This is Jim Moray in Los Angeles. A new study appears to show that as the nation reopens for business and people are traveling more, the virus is spreading along the nation's vast interstate highway system. The study from the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia tracks the virus along I-10 from Jacksonville, Florida through Texas and Arizona where there's a big spike and up I-5 through California, Oregon and Washington.
0: Or you see Memorial Day traffic to Galveston, Texas, or to Myrtle Beach or Hilton Head, South Carolina, you start to get a picture that travel and commuting is a big dynamic here in terms of spread of the virus.
3: Aunt Jemima is history. Quaker Oats announcing today that it is retiring both the logo and the name of the 130 year old brand, saying the brand's origins are based on a racial stereotype dating to the days of slavery. And Mercagliano has more.
5: The Aunt Jemima brand is getting erased. The name and logo are being dropped from all products, including the iconic pancake mix and maple syrup. Within hours of the Aunt Jemima announcement came word that Uncle Ben's Rice would get a new brand identity too. The move by Quaker Oats comes as companies are grappling with branding issues in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, sweeping America.
2: Just pour out Aunt Jemima buckwheat mix from the yellow box.
5: The pancake has existed since 1889.
2: Aunt Jemima pancakes.
5: The Aunt Jemima image is rooted in a mammy stereotype, and over the years, she's taken on different looks. In 1989, her headscarf was removed, and she was given pearl earrings and a more modern look.
3: Aunt Jemima!
5: Did you know the name Aunt Jemima means slave mammy of the
3: plantation south?
5: This TikTok video by the singer Kirby is believed to be the catalyst for the big change. Although there have been calls in the past for the company to get rid of the name and image. Black Lives Matter, people. Even over breakfast.
3: The idea that Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's and... Hopefully other uh, brands that have been upholding monuments to slavery in this country will all be torn down This is a really important moment brought
5: about by the young people that are protesting in the streets. Quaker Oats issued this statement. We recognize Aunt Jemima's origins are based on a racial stereotype. While work has been done over the years to update the brand in a manner intended to be appropriate and respectful, we realize those changes are not enough. The company says they've already started eliminating the image and the name from packaging and customers should start seeing changes on supermarket shelves later this year. They haven't announced the new name or what the new packaging will look like. The customers we spoke to had mixed opinions. What is your opinion about the change?
2: Yeah, I like the change. It's probably overdue and um, now we move on.
4: It's a little ridiculous for me, but that's just my opinion. I would just leave it the way it is.
3: The former Atlanta police officer who was fired after the weekend shooting of Rashard Brooks in a Wendy's parking lot is now charged with felony murder. He could face the death penalty if convicted. Meantime, we've learned more about the Air Force sergeant charged with murdering a federal building security guard during a protest in Oakland. He's said to be a member of an anti-government group called Boogaloo. Stephen Fabian has more on that.
1: A shadowy extremist group is allegedly using unrest across America to foment its own mission of deadly violence.
2: The so-called Boogaloo movement. This is all tied together uh, to that extremist group, Boogaloo.
1: Heavily armed members of the Boogaloo movement have been appearing at Black Lives Matter protests and also anti-lockdown rallies. Many wear Hawaiian shirts and carry flags that have a big igloo because it sounds like boogaloo. Their mission? Experts say the boogaloos want to trigger a second civil war. They glorify violence and they believe that they need to take any steps in order to protect what they view as their rights being trampled. In an environment like this, that can create a lot of potential violence. Their hero is a deranged welder, Marvin Hemeyer, who in 2004 drove a bulldozer through a Colorado town demolishing everything in sight in a feud with town officials. When he was cornered, he killed himself. In San Antonio, this group of alleged Boogaloo members said they were there to protect the Alamo. If you all go burn down the police station, we won't stop you. They claim they are not white supremacists.
0: We do not tolerate any form of white supremacy in the Boogaloo movement.
1: The most serious incident allegedly involving the Boogaloos occurred in California. A Boogaloo adherent, Air Force Sergeant Stephen Carrillo, was charged with assassinating a federal security officer and a sheriff's deputy. We got his gun! We are holding him on the ground right here! Chillingly, cops found Boogaloo slogans written in his own blood on his car. Boog, stop the duopoly, and I became unreasonable.
3: It's a safe bet there are a number of new books that will not be on President Trump's reading list. He's already sued former National Security Advisor John Bolton to stop publication of his new book, and it looks like he's about to sue his niece with the same goal.
5: It's a triple headache for the president. These three new books are going after Trump in a deeply personal way, and now it seems he's about to sue his own niece to stop publication. Mary Trump's tell-all book is called Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. Mary is the 55-year-old daughter of President Trump's big brother Fred, whose death in 1981 has been attributed to alcoholism. The night of Trump's historic upset, Mary Trump tweeted, This is one of the worst nights of my life. The book is slated for publication on July 28th, but Trump's legal team is reportedly ready to claim it's a violation of a non-disclosure agreement she signed in 2001 to settle a nasty family lawsuit over her inheritance. Sam Nunberg is a former top political campaign advisor during the 2016 election. Generally, the president is very litigious. If there is an NDA,
4: I suspect he would at least write a demand letter.
5: The Trump administration is also suing to block the publication of ex-National Security Advisor John Bolton's book, The Room Where It Happened, set for release next week.
0: He was advised very strongly not to write it until it's cleared, and uh, he couldn't wait and we'll see what happens.
5: Bolton sat down for a no-holds-barred interview with ABC News scheduled to air Sunday night.
0: Is the president lying?
5: Yes, he is. And it's not the first time he And more details about the president's relationship with First Lady Melania are being revealed in the just-released book, The Art of Her Deal. Author Mary Jordan says in the book that Melania gave her husband tips on how to pose for the cameras, such as how to tighten and define his facial muscles. And if he stands slightly back in a group photo, he will appear thinner. And expect to see the reclusive Melania back on the campaign trail once the 2020 race heats up. She's a fighter. She's a survivor. And she's also very ambitious. She wants to win. Now some first-hand
3: insights into the strange world of Lori Daybell. She's the woman whose children's remains have now been positively identified months after they went missing. Daybell's behind bars facing charges of child abandonment, among other things. Now the woman who was once married to Lori Daybell's ex-husband is speaking out.
4: Lori Daybell remains behind bars as law enforcement investigate the circumstances of the deaths of her two children, Ty Lee and J.J., whose bodies were found last week on the property of her fifth husband. Now the spotlight is falling on another mystery, the circumstances surrounding the death of her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, who was shot dead last July by Lori's brother. It was devastating to find out that that had happened. Just shocking. For the first time, Charles Vallow's ex-wife, Kimberly, is speaking out. She says she believes that Charles was murdered and that Lori Daybell had something to do with it.
5: I believe that Lori had some involvement. It was in her home and it was over some phone of hers or something that he had taken.
4: Kimberly was married to Charles Vallow in the 1980s. Their marriage dissolved on grounds of his infidelity. There were many affairs
5: or many relationships, and maybe not even relationships, maybe just call them flings, that had happened since the time we were married. That's oh, oh, his shame. voice. Police in Idaho
4: recently released this body cam footage order. of Charles recorded five months before his death. You can hear him express concerns about Lori's state of mind. So
0: what makes her a danger to herself
3: and She's to others? She threatened me, murder me, kill me. She threatened
1: to murder you?
5: Yes. That's sad. You know, he's very, it's not the Charles I knew. He was light and he was bubbly. And he was so charismatic and so full of joy. And it's just, it's sad.
4: Police never charged Lori's brother, Alex, with murder. They say he acted in self-defense. Ironically, Alex was found dead five months later. The cause of death was determined to be a blocked artery. After Charles's death, Lori married Chad Daybell, who is said to be a doomsday prepper. He was arrested last week for allegedly concealing evidence after the bodies of the missing children were found on his property in Idaho. Both Lori and Chad Daybell deny any wrongdoing. Kimberly, author of a book called Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted, has a chilling take on Lori Daybell.
5: She's the last man standing.
3: Both Lori and Chad Daybell are behind bars on $1 million bail. They're due in court next month. We'll be right back.
2: Next, America returns to the movies. And look what's playing. Way, Plus, <laughs> Lawn and Order. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. The Pod People. Three, and two, and one. Next Inside Edition. Staying in shape inside plastic pods.
5: We have everything inside the pods for them.
2: Could this be the future of gyms? And getting back in shape after lockdown? What you need to know so you don't injure yourself. Then, summer hammock dangers.
3: It's really hard to
5: believe
2: Watch the next Inside Edition.
3: You're about to meet a man who survived COVID-19, but the medical bill nearly killed him. It was 181 pages long and totaled a staggering $1.1 million.
4: This COVID-19 patient was hospitalized for 62 days and got the shock of his life when he got home and saw the medical bill. I I said, holy bleep. 70-year-old Michael Floor survived his struggle with COVID-19. Floor remembers something he told his wife, in the first days of his hospitalization. I told her that she had to get me out of there. I didn't know what it cost, but I knew it was gonna cost a lot. His release from the hospital was filled with triumph and joy. So imagine his surprise when the bill came in the mail for $1,122,501. And let's not forget the four cents. Still saying it in writing was, was uh, daunting. Here it is, 181 pages. There are 3,000 itemized charges. They include $9,736 a day for his intensive care room at Swedish Medical Center near Seattle. He was on a ventilator for 29 days. Total cost, $83,000. Thankfully, Floor's insurance will take care of most, if not the entire amount. The irony would be if you survived COVID and then had a heart attack when you saw the bill.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would have been tragic.
3: (laughs) Movie theaters are beginning to reopen around the country. We got to look inside one, and just about everything from going to the concession stand to where you sit is going to be different. Is it safe to
4: return to the theater? Bowtie Cinemas in Connecticut reopened today. Movie fans had their choice of classics like Grease and the Goonies from 1985. For younger kids, there's the Lego Batman movie. Chief Operating Officer Joe Masher shows reporter Allison Hall all the stepped-up safety measures now in place, including new plexiglass partitions.
5: So every time I go to the movies, I need my popcorn and my soda. Can I still get that?
4: Absolutely. You can either walk up to the concession stand or pre-order on your phone. When you get to the theater, you you hit a button that says, I'm here and we'll assign you a number, and when your number's ready, we'll tell you to come pick it up at the last station over here. Another safety measure? Employees and customers must wear face coverings when moving around the theater, and 50% of seats will be left unsold.
3: So When I'm booking my seat, there mm-hmm. has to be space between me and another party, but can I sit with my family?
4: You can. You can sit with your family and your friends. And what about wearing masks while watching the film?
3: When I'm in the theater, can mm-hmm. we take our masks off? Let's do it. Okay. Now I can enjoy my popcorn and soda when I'm watching the movie. Yes,
4: but don't forget to put it back on when you go to the restroom. On this opening day, no one came for the 11 a.m. and 12:30 showings. But Masher says there are ticket sales for this evening. As for when new films hit theaters, Russell Crowe's road rage movie Unhinged will be out July 1st. I don't think you really know what a bad day is.
5: When it comes to Unhinged, I think they were planning on releasing the movie later this year, and then they realized with other movies not being opened in the theater, this was a good time for them to have an opening and have people sort of get amped up and get excited about going to the movies again.
3: It's been estimated the pandemic has cost the television and film industry globally $160 billion. When we come back, a police chase right through their yard. A family's ring camera caught quite a scene. A police chase right through their yard, narrowly missing their dog a dog appropriately named Lucky.
5: Check out this wild scene. It's a high speed police chase that takes place in a backyard. Three police cars barrel through in pursuit of a stolen vehicle. Dr. Al San Ballard was working from his home in Maryland when he heard loud sirens outside. He noticed tire tracks on his back lawn, but he was shocked when he played back his ring camera.
0: When I looked at it, I just couldn't believe it. I was in utter shock. The first first car that came through, uh, I just thought, this is unusual. But then the second and the third and then the fourth, uh, it, it took me a while just to process that. I had to play the video about three or four times before I believed what was happening right there in my yard.
5: Check out how close his little Yorkie, who happens to be named Lucky, comes to being hit.
0: I'm just grateful that. No one was hurt, my dogs weren't injured, no severe property damage happened.
5: After they apprehended the driver, cops stopped by to explain what happened.
0: They apologized and promised to take care of the damage to the yard.
3: (laughs) They will definitely hold them to that. And when we come back, some video that we think will bring a smile. Helping people smile, next. With everything that's going on these days, sometimes it's hard to smile. But this youth choir is doing what it can to help with Smile from the old Charlie Chaplin movie. Everybody can use a smile, can't they? That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com/survey.
2: Look around.